Being good with numbers, having client skills, being creative, hardworking and having structure. Okay, those are the very obvious ones, but what are the non-obvious skills that you need to master in order to be a good consultant? Let's take a look at that. Hello brethren, so right now in China we have a lot of nice projects coming up, a couple of joint ventures that we're forming as you know, I'm working in venture capital startup acceleration with a Chinese uh, fund and a Chinese uh, innovation. Very exciting stuff. I hope to be able to record some videos on that. And I'm also still searching for like an assistant or something, you know, so that maybe I can do some Gary V style vlogs in Shanghai or something like that. But, um, you know, I'm really, really looking forward to what's happening in Shanghai. It's, it's pretty, pretty exciting. And should be like most i have a couple of irons in the fire and most of them should be geschmiedet how do you say that in english man it's like some of those irons should be done the way they are supposed to be in around six to twelve months now i don't want to bother you with any china venture capital stuff let's get back to strategy consulting so that's what we want to talk about today and what are some must-have skills to be a good management consultant or to become a management consultant that are maybe a little bit non-obvious, okay? Hierarchical thinking. Let me explain. It's important that you're able to know and think about what's your position in the dominance hierarchy in any given situation. Now, it might be, for example, a couple of times that you're sitting in the meeting room, you're sitting there with a client, you're sitting there with a senior partner, and you're sitting there with uh, your like a superior senior consultant, let's say, and an intern, okay? And now they are talking about uh, some issue, you know, uh, about opening a, um, a manufacturing facility in location A or in location B. Right now they're having the discussion about location A, okay? And the senior partner says, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I think location A is the way to go, blah, blah, blah. And you have identified a couple of things that you don't like about location A, okay? Doesn't mean that location B is better or something, but there were some things you stumbled upon and somehow you haven't been able to tell the partner and you don't know whether the senior consultant that you talked to, whether he told the senior partner. And so you have no idea what's going on, but this guy, he's going on and talking about how great location A is and you have those doubts in your mind. Now, if you are coming from a background where you have been taught to always speak up and always criticize even senior people blah 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 then you might be in the client situation like hey you know i read about location a and it sucks because it's like um you know um something like that you know this might actually be a mistake not saying it's always a mistake uh, it takes some experience um, and being in situations like that to be able to judge but I would say in, in consulting, probably in 60-70% of cases like that, you wouldn't speak up because, first of all, either your senior partner, this guy or girl, has an, a reason why he's saying that, you know, so he's aware of the negatives, he doesn't want to show them, uh, and he's arguing for option A because of reason X, and you, you, he doesn't want you to intervene, obviously. Or he's not aware of those negatives that you are going to bring up. You speaking up and 
damaging his reputation and the fact that he doesn't know that is going to cause greater harm than him just finishing those good things he wants to say about option A and then moving on, you know, and then you can still talk to him later afterwards. So that's what I would suggest in situations like that. Just speak to the respective person afterwards. You don't want to disturb whatever's happening during that client, uh, client consultant conversation. Now that's just one example, but what I want to say is kind of know your place in the hierarchy and act accordingly. Doesn't mean that all the time you're not allowed to say anything. Not at all, you know, but know when it's allowed to speak up no, we're not, you know, and take into consideration where you are in the dominance hierarchy, or as Jordan Peterson would say, the competence hierarchy, which is, a, which is in fact a nicer word to say it. Secondly, being able to change altitude quickly. What do I mean by that? In consulting, you're often looking at different analyses, baby, please. So for example, you might look at a holding that has different companies, within the holding and those different companies are selling different SKUs, different products in different categories. Okay. And now someone sends you for one category of one company within the holding, sends you the total list of all the SKUs of all the stock keeping units in this particular category. Now it might be 10,000 SKUs, you know, now obviously you're totally in the details of it all. And now someone tells you to do an ABC analysis, baby, please, to show the shares of different products that are within this product portfolio, etc., etc. Calculate the Deckungsbeitrag, calculate like the profitability of each product, etc. You're totally in the weeds. In situations like this, it's always difficult to then zoom out again and be like, this small thing that I'm working on has those consequences for the big thing, for the company and for the holding. The best consultants I have come across and I've talked about with partners at firms like McKinsey, at firms like Roland Berger, at smaller firms, that's a key differentiator between a good and a bad consultant. The good consultant is able to change between this like airplane view and let's say deep dive view. And while he's in the weeds, while he's on the ground, you know, doing those Excel analyses, baby, please, he is able to judge what does that actually mean if I zoom out? Or at least the consultant challenges herself to from time to time zoom out and be like, ah, okay, that's interesting what I calculated here. It actually means X. So that's one thing I would suggest. Before we continue with the third one, what I suggest you watch one video, the McKinsey way. You can just like type it in YouTube. You know, we're going to link to it. The McKinsey way, I have a video online. It's like 30 minutes long and I deconstruct this book in so much detail. And it's going to give you a lot of the most important things you need to know to be a good consultant, you know, and we're going, we're going over some very obvious things like structure, etc. but I'm telling you exactly how to get to that structure, how to be more structured, for example. So that's something I suggest you watch. Now the third point, being able to swallow your pride. Consulting is not all the time sitting in boardrooms and advising big CEOs on what their next big strategic move should be over the term of the next five or 10 years. It's not like that. Oftentimes you're sitting in an office, might be a small office, maybe in the basement even, at the client side in some 
distant village, small city somewhere where you don't want to be. Um, there's maybe not even an AC in this basement and in this room and you're doing some heavily repetitive task and you hate your life. <laughs> Obviously, it's hopefully not like that the majority of the time, otherwise you should quit as soon as possible. But um, it happens that you do tasks that you don't really want to do. Or there's things like, hey, can you like call 30 suppliers and pretend that you're someone else and uh, get some information from them or something like that, you know, like you see many things. And in those situations, if you are someone who is too proud to do tasks like that, you know, or who is going to say, no, I, I don't want to do something like that. I'm here to do the big strategic analyses then you're uh, at the at the wrong profession you know so as a consultant you sometimes have to say okay screw it let's just do it it will suck like for two hours i will do the same repetitive task in excel or um, i will do the same repetitive task on powerpoint for the next three hours and it's already 9 p.m in the evening but screw it, let's just do it. There's no other way. And if that's not the majority of what you do, then it's actually okay. If you're still on a steep learning curve, you know, and you see yourself progressing and you see you're making that good progress in your learning, then it's all right to do things like that from time to time. But that's why I say good consultant also needs to be able to swallow their pride. Fourth point, and this one is closely related to what I said before is perseverance now this one is probably the most obvious one on this list of non-obvious things but again there is going to be maybe there is going to be times where you work past midnight where you do all-nighters where you're going to be called on the weekends where you're going to be called during your holidays where you might even need to cancel your holidays so anything like that might happen and in situations like that when you feel like you want to give up and it's like really bothering you and you don't know whether you're able to persevere just stay there do your job and remind yourself why you're doing that if you don't know why you're doing it quit if you know why you're doing it and you know you're acquiring those specific types of skills that will be helpful for whatever your plan your master plan which you need to have is going to be after that step you know then persevere by the way you need to have a master plan okay so you need to have those next 10 years roughly sketched out those next three years should be sketched out in more detail and the next one year there's no discussion about it there needs to be a pretty detailed plan about what's going on that next year okay keep that in mind last one deviating from the norm the people who come the furthest at least from what I observe in the people that I have in my network are the ones that are able to deviate from the norm and that's not easy because in the jungle there is no traffic signs there's just chaos so you need to find your own way so that's why always deviating from the norm is always difficult you might be fearful you might not want to go that route but in the end that's the tough route and that's also the right route that you need to take in order to be super successful if you want to be average successful no problem man go on the path
path that already a couple of million other people have walked on. But if you want to be super successful, go through the jungle, you know, and face those fears. Being different and deviating from the norm is something that can also in consulting benefit you. For example, if you find creative ways to look at problems, if you're able to do that what consultants call out-of-the-box thinking, you know. If you're able to get in touch with clients through different channels that haven't been considered before, that's great. People are going to value for that. Maybe don't do too much of it in your first weeks on the job, but slowly as people start to trust you, they see you can do the basics. Then, once you master the, master the basics, once you have the fundamentals in place, you're able to deviate. And you must deviate, as I said, to get to the top. Okay, so that's what I would say is the last one. Be able to deviate from the norm. Be creative. Think outside of the box. Go different paths that other people haven't gone before. I hope you enjoyed this one. Now, what I highly suggest you watch is the McKinsey Way. It's a 30-minute, all-out, brilliant summary about the book, The McKinsey Way. Um, it as well for people who want to become consultants it's great you basically learn everything you need to know about being a consultant for people who want to be good consultants are already it's great and even for people who say i don't want to be a consultant but i would like to learn some of the tricks some of the skills that consultants apply to do whatever they do you know build great presentations be structured be logical then this is a nice video for you watch it right here uh, the mckinsey way and uh, leave some feedback and see you soon. Bye-bye.